0: I'm sure we've all heard um, of stories or perhaps cases now in the news in which people have been executed. Um, And we can maybe think back maybe to your time in in high school when um, you sat in those uh, really interesting history um, classes. And maybe you would have heard there of Mary Queen of Scots when she um, was executed in in 1587. Maybe you could think of ones executed for Committing heinous crimes like Ted Bundy, who was executed in 1989, or even you could think of those executed for doing the work of God, like William Tyndale, executed for translating the Bible in 1536. However, I believe tonight that there is no such case of execution more famous, more significant, and more valuable than the death of our Lord Jesus Christ on the Mount of Calvary. My job is very simple tonight. I'm not here to preach a message that I've come up with at home before I came here. I'm not here to preach um, a message that any other man has come up with. I'm here to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's the most important message that you'll ever hear. It's the most valuable and the most urgent message that you'll ever hear. And of course it is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're not seated tonight, I trust that you'll really listen in tonight. And not to what I have to say, but to what God would have to say through his word tonight. And if you've never had that experience... Where you've asked the Lord Jesus Christ to save you, you've never had that point in your life where you um, come to Him uh, to ask Him to save you from your sins. but well, I trust tonight that even as you hear His voice calling you, that you'll even come on to Him for salvation tonight. And as i say said there uh, in my opening, we're going to be focusing on the death of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. To and my reading is split into two uh, different passages, the first of which is John chapter 18, please, if you would turn to it. John chapter 18, and we'll begin the verse 28. John chapter 18, verse 28. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment, and it was early. And they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but that they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring ye against this man? They answered and said unto him, If he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him up unto thee. And I'll stop there for a wee second, and I'll just make a wee side note for you. We see here right away that the Lord Jesus Christ was absolutely innocent. We see here right away that there was no fault. Finally, him these Pharisees, these men, have brought the Lord Jesus Christ to Pilate. Looking and executed, they are wanting him dead. And Pilate says to him, what accusation bring you against him? He says, what has he done wrong? And these men, they can't answer his question. They palm off the question. They say, if they were not a malefactor, we would not have to look at them up to date. They. they say, Pilate, don't be so silly, don't be daft. Do you think we would waste our time bringing this man to you if he hadn't done anything wrong? They palm off the question, and we see right away that the Lord Jesus Christ is innocent. We'll continue in verse 31. It says, Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him, and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake signifying of death, he should die. Skip down with to verse 38. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find no fault in him, at all.
1: But ye have a custom that I should release unto you
0: one of the Passover, will ye therefore I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. Chapter 19. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers patted on the crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put on him a purple robe and said, Heal, King of the Jews, and they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again, and saith unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you, that ye may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate saith unto them, Behold, the man. When the chief priests therefore and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him, and crucify him. I find no fault in him. We'll end there our first reading at verse 6 of chapter 19. Turn with me back then to Luke chapter 23 for our second and last reading for the evening. Luke chapter 23 and we'll begin at verse 32. Luke chapter 23 and verse 32. And there were also two others malefactors led with him to be put to death.
1: And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him,
0: and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, and they parted his raiment and cast nuts. And the people stood, the behold them, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He sealed others, let him save himself. Let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him dinner, and saying, If thou be king of the Jews, save thyself. And the superscription was also written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew, This is the King of the Jews. And one of the malpackers which were hanged reeled on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost not thou fear God? he in the same condemnation. And we indeed just for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing in us. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when I comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me. In paradise. Amen. we'll finish there. At verse 43, and we know the God will bless, the public drink of his holy inspired word. As I've said already, tonight we're on the execution on the death of the Lord Jesus Christ at Calvary, perhaps one of the most famous executions ever told. I want to focus in tonight and I want you to see three very simple points as we move through these passages again and hopefully you will see clearly the message of the gospel and your absolute paramount need of the Lord Jesus Christ and his salvation that he offers to you tonight. I want you to see three very simple points tonight. First, we want you to see a great revolt. A great revolt. Then we'll move on and we'll see a great rejection. A great rejection. And then as we close our gospel service this evening, we'll see a great receiving. A great receiving. First, see with me a great revolt. A great revolt. We read here in John chapter 18, verse 28, we read these men, these Pharisees meeting the Lord Jesus Christ to Pilate. And we see the real hatred that they have for the Lord Jesus Christ. They leave him to Pilate, they know themselves that they have no power to kill him, they are not able to put a man to death. But they know rightly that Pilate is able to sentence the Lord Jesus Christ to death, so they're crafty and they bring the Lord Jesus Christ to Pilate. And Pilate asks him, Well, what has he done wrong? Why, why are you bring him to me? And they as we said, they come off the question and they want him dead. They want them dead, they want them gone. And they didn't really want them out of these Pharisees, they didn't go to Jesus, they didn't threaten Jesus, they didn't say you better get out of this town and never come back. That was enough for them. They wanted them dead, they wanted them out of the way, they wanted them to get rid of. Them. I wonder if that like you tonight, I wonder is that in a picture of you tonight? If you look around this country tonight, are you sick of, of the gospel services? Are you sick of the, the tracks through the pushbacks? Everywhere you turn everywhere as you drive down the street, you see uh, the signs of, of scripture nailed to the to the electric posts. Are you sick of the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you are you seeking to get rid of them? Do you just want rid of them? Like these Pharisees wanted rid of them here. These men are a hatred for the Lord Jesus Christ, a real seeding hatred for him. No time for him. They wanted him gone and out of their care. These men, these were the religious folk of the day, they were, were better than everyone else in their eyes, and here was the Lord Jesus Christ upstaging them. He was uh, going around, uh, doing miracles. He was making the lame to walk, causing the blind to see. And these men were were losing their grasp on the people, and they wanted rid of them. I wonder, is that you tonight? you want to rid of the Lord Jesus Christ? You have no time for God tonight. No time for Him. No time for the One who gave us all Calvary. For you, these men have no time the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we read on and we see that Pilate, he tries to get rid of the problem. He says in, in verse 31, he says for them to deal with it themselves, he says, take ye him, and judge him according to your law. He wants rid of them. And maybe tonight you think, you're, well I'm not as bad as a suites I, I wouldn't say I hate the Lord Jesus Christ, but maybe you're like Pilate tonight. Maybe you just want to ignore that the dealing of your soul tonight I just just can't be bothered by that (laughs) just right now, life's too good, life's too comfortable good job, a lovely family I I don't want to deal with that right now maybe you're like pilot tonight maybe you're ignoring the problem maybe you want to push it aside let someone else deal with it and maybe it's not it's just not convenient for you right now Pilate wanted to ignore the matter I wonder are you ignoring the matter of your soul this evening I wonder, are you leading it to another day? Are you leading it to a more convenient time? What a dangerous game that is to play with your souls and our friend tonight. Second Corinthians 6 and verse 2 we all know so well, it says, Behold now, is the accept the time, Behold now, is the day of salvation. That matter of your soul, friend, that soul that is within you, that soul that will live on for all eternity, that soul that will live the lifetime of God, you can't gamble with your soul, you can't afford to gamble with it tonight. Now is the time to come to the Lord Jesus Christ. wonder how you have nice it this evening. Do you want to just to put it off for another time? Well friends, tonight you might have another time. James 4 and 14 reminds us that our lives are like a vapor. You think of that vapor that moves through the air, and as it moves further and further, it gets fainter and fainter and it disappears. A friend of even paint your opportunity to come to the Lord Jesus Christ like that this evening. Maybe you've come to many meetings in the past. You've heard time and time again of your need of a saviour. You've heard time and time again of your need of the Lord Jesus Christ. And perhaps tonight you could see your opportunity floating through the air. And it would be gone tonight. Maybe perhaps tonight is your, your last opportunity. What would it be, friend, tonight if this was your last chance, the last time that the Holy Spirit would speak to your heart tonight. Would you not come to the Lord Jesus Christ? Would you not give your life to him? Would you not see your place in heaven even tonight? You know, Matthew 27, that records this account as well of Pilate. And we see there Pilate's wife advises him. And we see there that Pilate's wife says to him, have nothing to do with that just man. Have thou nothing to do with that just man. And I want you to see tonight that Pilate's wife she got something very right but oh she got something very wrong. Pilate's wife got something very right and she got something very wrong. Pilate's wife she got a very wrong when she said that just man. She knew. Pilate's wife knew that Jesus was innocent. She knew that he had done nothing amiss, She had dreamed about it. She knew that the Lord Jesus Christ had done nothing wrong. And maybe that's you tonight, maybe you know the Lord Jesus Christ is righteous, you know that he is the Son of God, you know that the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for you, but yet you still ignore it, you still want nothing to do with it, that's just not convenient for you right now. She got something right, she knew that the Lord Jesus Christ was just alone, she got something very wrong, she told Pilate, I have nothing to do with that just man. I wonder if that you tonight are you just happy to have nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ something that like cost the cost is, is unbearable to calculate to have nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ I wonder if you're going to reject him tonight I wonder if we can look back and we could put it up on a PowerPoint of how many times you attended a gospel service how many times the Holy Spirit has spoke to your soul I wonder will this be the last opportunity tonight Or will you squander again again will you reject the Lord Jesus Christ yet again I wonder like Pilates, it's why are you going to get it very wrong tonight what a pity it would be for us to look back on this gospel service at Grange and to see that someone got it very wrong and they missed their last opportunity for salvation we've seen there a great revolt a great revolt quickly move on with me See a great rejection. A great rejection. Pilate comes up with a plan. He's been backed into this corner by these people. They really want the Lord Jesus Christ and executed. They want him out of their way. And Pilate comes up with a plan and he brings this man, Barabbas, before the people. And we see the crowd gather and Barabbas at one side, Jesus at the other side. And you could paint the picture in your minds. And, and Pilate thinks he's caught them out. He thinks he's got them. He says to himself, finally they'll release Jesus, because surely they're not going to release this scoundrel, Barabbas. And we read of Barabbas in, in other gospel accounts, and we know from there that he was, a, chief. He was a, a thief, a robber, a murderer, a real scum of the earth the character, this man Barabbas was. And he stands here tonight in great contrast with the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus on one side, holy, just, Perfect, the Son of God. And if you can picture Barabbas on the other side, sinful, deceitful, evil in the eyes of God, and Pilate thinks he's won. Pilate thinks he's got But no. To his horror, they cry all the more, crucify him. Crucify him. And we begin to hear tonight a great rejection. A great rejection. They reject him, they want nothing to do with him, I no wonder is that you tonight, I no wonder can you hear your own voice crying in that crowd tonight, crucify him, crucify him, I want nothing to do with the Lord Jesus Christ, I no wonder is that you tonight, as he gives his grace and his mercy, allows you another opportunity, allows you another time to sit
1: and great Baptist church,
0: a church that preaches diligently the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ as he gives you another opportunity tonight to come to him, I wonder, are you crying? crucifying him. Crucify him. I wonder, are you going to look at all the Lord Jesus Christ has accomplished for you on Calvary? And <coughs> are you going to throw it back in his face tonight? What's stopping you tonight? What is it tonight? Is it the life you live right now you don't want to give it up? Christ is able to give you a new life. A life in which you've never experienced before. you able to give you a new life full of meaning. One full of purpose. One with a, a loving God alongside you at all times. I wonder what are you holding on to tonight? What are you holding on to tonight? You know there was a man and he was an atheist. He'd been an atheist all his life. Never got involved with the church. Never got involved with God or anything like that. And it was coming to the end of his time... On earth, and he was on his deathbed. And as he lay in the hospital, his family came around to gather around him. His family on on one side, his friends on the other side. And as he lay there on his deathbed, they began to notice that he looked a bit uncomfortable. He looked a bit afraid, a bit scared, a bit unsettled. And finally, one of the friends got up and he went over to him and he said, Don't be afraid. He said, hold on, hold on to the very last. And this man on his deathbed who had been an atheist all his life, he looked up at his friend and he said, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to hold on. And he says this, but what do I hold on to? Nothing to hold on to. This man, an atheist all his life, no hope for him. He thought he was going out into the black friend who went out into an eternity in hell. I wonder will that be you tonight? Will you miss your last opportunity tonight? What are you holding on to tonight? Is it money? Are you holding on to money because it won't last? You'll leave it behind? I wonder is it youth and beauty? Well, we all know they pass away quicker for some people than others. Folks, there's nothing more important than the matter of your soul tonight. Nothing more valuable than your soul. There's no sum of money in this world tonight that could purchase your soul. Money passes away. Youth and beauty passes away. Fame passes away. Possessions pass away. But your soul lives forever. Tell me this. Where would you spend eternity? If you were to die tonight, if you were to be lost into God's great eternity tonight, where would you spend you spend it in hell or you spend it in hell this crowd rejected the Lord Jesus Christ they cried crucify him crucify him I wonder is your voice in there tonight are you crying crucify him crucify him we read on down in chapter 19 and we see that they got what they wanted Jesus is finally led to be crucified at the cross they got what they want. I wonder will you get what you want tonight. Perhaps now, as you sit here and, and you think when's this man going to be quiet so I can get out of here and get away on out my life once again. Mm-hmm. I wonder will you get what you want. Will the Lord Jesus Christ give you what you want tonight. As you continue to reject him as you continue to forfeit your chances to be saved I wonder will this be the last opportunity. Will you finally give them? what you want Friend, tonight if you reject the Lord Jesus Christ and you die even tonight in your sin will be launched out into an eternity hell and it will only be because you have chosen to be there the Lord Jesus Christ isn't going to drag you kicking and screaming into heaven you must come willingly you must come by faith you must come in repentance and be saved and the choice is yours tonight as it were as they say the ball is in your court tonight. What are you going to do with the Lord Jesus Christ tonight? What will it be tonight? Will it be hell or will it be hell? We see clearly here a great rejection. A great rejection. I wonder on into the future will we look back on tonight? At this meeting in the Greens, will we look back on it as a great rejection? What a shame, what a pity it would be. If all we could do is mark this night a great rejection. Folks, don't let that happen tonight. Come to Christ. Put your faith and trust in him. He has done all. And now all you have to do is put your faith in him. As he went to that cross in Calvary, as he bore away the sins of the whole world, his precious blood is able to save your soul tonight if you will only call upon his name. What will it be tonight? Will you come to him finally tonight? As he knocks on your heart's door, once more will you come to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. We've seen a great revolt, we've seen a great rejection, but quickly finally see with me a great receiving. A great receiving. We started with two negatives and we'll finish with the positive. We've seen a great revolt, a great rejection, but now a great receiving. We turned to Luke 23 and we saw there of two malefactors who were nailed on the crosses either side of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we can see there in our reading clearly that there was one who clearly rejected the Lord Jesus Christ, but there was also one that clearly received the Lord Jesus Christ. We see here one that marks the Lord and asks him to save himself and them the other rebukes him. We read it in verse 40. Verse 40 says that the other answering rebuked him saying, Dost not thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? He says, do you not fear God? I will ask you that tonight. Do you not fear God? The one who has your life in his very hand the one who at any time could launch you out into his great eternity. The one who has control over your eternal destination. Friends, do you not fear God. Mm-hmm. And the unpredictability that we have seen recently in this world with COVID that came out of nowhere, shocked the whole world. Mm-hmm. Friends, do you not fear God tonight? Perhaps you would say to me, I don't even believe in God. We know what God says about that in Psalm 14 he says the fool hath said in his heart there is no God. God calls you to fool tonight if you doubt to believe in him. Folks this is very real, tonight God is very real, tonight heaven and hell are very real places if you're going to be willing to believe in a heaven you have to believe in hell. You have a soul within your bosom that will live the lifetime of God. And tonight he calls on you, he calls on you to come to him, He calls on you to make a decision. What will it be tonight? Will it be the pleasures of sin for a season and an eternity in hell? Or will you come running to the Lord Jesus Christ, who is standing with open arms to receive you even tonight? Or will you reject him yet again and run the risk of ending up in an eternity in hell? Malefactor says again in verse forty one, he says, And we indeed justly. We see here that we all deserve hell, even as this man says that them two malefactors they were getting that punishment on the cross because of the crimes that they had committed. You and I, friends, tonight we're on a road to hell tonight because of the sin that we have committed against the Holy God. And there's not one in this church tonight, there's not one in this small village tonight that Deserves salvation. There's not one that deserves hell. And yet God loves you so much that He would send His only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to take that punishment for you on Calvary. I wonder, can you see it tonight? In your mind, tonight, as they led him up the Mount Calvary. Perhaps one of the the soldiers looks behind and he sees the two malefactors kicking and screaming and trying to wriggle out from the grip of the soldiers, trying one last chance to, to get away from this faith that they have given themselves. And even as that soldier would look away again from them three and as he would look at the Lord Jesus Christ in front of him, he would see the Lord Jesus Christ not kicking, not screaming, not trying to wriggle away, but walking peacefully toward the cross. His eyes fixed on the goal fulfill his father's will to go to the cross for you and for me tonight. And I believe that he, he would willingly lie down upon that cross and he would willingly spread his hands out and as those Roman soldiers would drive those nails through his hands and think, why for you and for me, for guilty rotten, hell-deserving sinners. And we see God sitting so low no, to pick up so little I wonder will you come to him tonight? I wonder as we've seen tonight all Christ has done for you. We've analyzed the, the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. I wonder will you come to him tonight in repentance and faith? We see there in verse 42, the malefactor asks the Lord Jesus Christ to save him. Verse 42 says, And he said unto Jesus, the Lord, Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. The first thing he says is, Lord, Lord. The first thing you need to realize tonight, son a friend, is that Jesus Christ ought to be your Lord. He ought to be Lord of your life. If you're going to come to him, if you're going to repent of your sin and have salvation, he ought to be your Lord. He says, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. I wonder, will that be your prayer tonight? I wonder, will you pray to the Lord Jesus Christ, even where you are tonight in Graves Baptist? I wonder, will you pray, Lord, remember me? I wonder, when the saints are called up together in the clouds to be with the Lord, I wonder, will you be a part of that number? Will you call upon the Lord Jesus Christ even now? That's all you have to do tonight. That's how simple it is. Even a child can understand call upon the name of the Lord and be seated. Verse 43 says that today the man would be with Christ in heaven. Verse 43 says, Verily I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. You know I order a lot of stuff online, off Amazon and so on and I'll always give you a idea. it will always say two to three working days. And sometimes it's not two to three working days. But we see here with God's salvation. There's no time limit. You don't call upon the Lord for salvation, I think. He says you'll get it in two to three working days. Folks, he said to this man on the cross, at uh, this deathbed conversion experience, he says to this man on the cross today, shall be with me in paradise. And friend, in the authority of God's work tonight, if you will call upon him, if you will put your trust in him if you will repent of your sin and call upon his name tonight to save you on the authority of God's word tonight you'll be saved tonight in your seat right where you are you would have come through the doors of Grange Baptist Church tonight on your, on your way to a lost eternity in hell and praise God you would leave on your way to hell to be with him if you'd only ask him to save you even tonight. Why not ask him tonight? Why not let this be the night in your experience where you finally got saved, where you finally obtained salvation, and when you will finally know your sins forgiven and know your name written in the last book of life? We've analyzed the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. We've seen a great revolt those men who have a real hatred for the Lord Jesus Christ. Wanted nothing to do with him. Wanted rid of him. I trust there's no one like that in our meeting tonight. one that wants nothing to do with our Lord Jesus Christ. Then we went on, and we see a great rejection, and we heard that crowd crying, "Crucify him! Crucify him!" A crowd that wanted nothing to do with him. either, wanted rid of him. tonight, I beg you, don't choose the pleasure of sin for a season, and as, as you'll end up in the eternity in hell. Is it really worth it tonight? I trust tonight that if we look back on this meeting in the future, that it will not be labelled a great rejection, but rather it'll be labelled my last point a great receiving. Even as we sing that malefactor as he prayed upon the Lord Jesus Christ. As he said, Lord, remember me, I trust that that'll that be your prayer even tonight. When you pray that even just where you are, you've said tonight already Behold to now is the accepted time of salvation. Don't even wait until I get to the door. <laughs> Don't put it off till tomorrow. Don't put it off till next week. Right where you are, as the Holy Spirit is calling you now. Come to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I trust and pray that there will be a great receiving in this place even tonight. Thank you.